1: To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book
0: adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks for joining us and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, Jeez. Let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games. And my favorite Brad Pitt deep cut character is uh, Mickey O'Neill in Snatch. What an accent, too.
1: Indeed. An incomprehensible one. Yeah. Um, I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies. And Brett took my fave. So I'll go California, where he's serial killer early grace.
0: Uh, If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday. And you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be lovely if you could write a quick review about the show. Not only do you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us, but as a bonus, we give you a shout out on the next episode. So try it out. We get great feedback. You get a little shout out on the next episode. Everybody wins. Uh, don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod, or you can send us an email to MothershipPod at USAToday.com. On to the main topic. Here's a clip.
1: Major, we have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there.
0: That was from the film Ad Astra, which is out in theaters today. It stars Brad Pitt, who is the subject of our episode this week.
1: Brad Pitt tribute episode.
0: (laughs) So Brad Pitt has obviously been in everything. He's not only in Ad Astra, too, but he's also in Growing Paint. Oh, that, too. And also in Quentin Tarantino's latest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's also been he's been in a ton of stuff. It's kind of amazing. Um, So that's who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our favorite Brad Pitt stuff, movies, some TV cameos maybe might pop in. We're just going to run the gamut. But we're going to start with movies, and we're going to each talk about a couple of our favorites. He's been, I mean, he, he's been in damn near everything. It's kind of crazy. Oh, he's
1: been around forever. He I really mean, You has. think about, like, I think the first movie I saw him in was... um. Um, Legend of the Fall, which I absolutely hated, but I remember him being in that movie because I, I remember being in college and seeing that and not liking it, but remembering that he was in it, but he went in a better thing. You know, seven was like the year after that, but he's been, I mean, he's been kicking around since like the eighties.
0: Yeah. He's been around a long time. I mean, he's in, well, it's funny. Like you go back through his, uh, his career and he's been in stuff like growing pains and mm-hmm. head of the class. He was in Dallas, which was in. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, his career. I mean, we're going 30, 40 years now at this point. Like he's twenty one Jump Street. Yeah, we're entering. Uh, yeah, eighties, ninety. Yeah, that's like four decades of Brad Pitt. Basically, it's pretty wild. So let's dig in. We'll start with movies, Brian. What is what jumps to the list for you?
1: Well, I'm going to go with recency bias. Um, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is it will probably get him an Oscar nomination. He's actually won an Oscar, but he's won it as a producer. He won it for twelve years, A Slave. He's won an Oscar with that, but he's never won an acting Oscar. So I feel like he's going to get nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is which is a really great part because it's Quentin Tarantino's like you know Ode to nineteen sixty nine, and it's partly partly fictional, partly real because it's it's Leo DiCaprio plays a washed up Western star who's, try, who's trying to figure out where his career is going. Brad Pitt plays his longtime stunt double. They live right next to Sharon Tate, so they get involved with the Manson family. It's a really good film, but like Brad Pitt's character is interesting because he's on the surface just like this this cool, easygoing stunt man. But yet there's a lot of stuff about him you don't know. Like there's a whole thing about did he kill his wife or not? You never really get if he did or not. But he is a hero in his own way. And a lot of his best characters are kind of like him where on on the surface, they're one thing. But, you know, the engine underneath, you know, you know, there's something else kind of going on. And it's kind of the same as the dude Brad Pitt. There's a lot more underneath that to dig into. I'm
0: glad you mentioned that because this gets to the one that I really like. I think this to me is his best film, which is Fight Club, which came right. out in ninety nine. So tw- I can't believe it's been out 20 years. It's not Fight Club and Tyler Durden. I think that's probably his most memorable character to me. If you haven't seen Fight Club yet. Uh, What's wrong with you? Well, first, Seriously. <laughs> well, first that. But then secondly, if you haven't seen Fight Club yet and you really want to see Fight Club, you should probably tune out for a few minutes and come back because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the twists and turns of that you do not want to have spoiled. So which we're going to do, which we're going to do right now. But it has Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden, has Edward Norton who is playing this guy. He's just, just, just a regular dude who's working and, you know, has a career and stuff like that. But he obviously seems like just stuck in this kind of rut. And this is where he meets Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden. And so they kind of form this relationship. And the thing with him is he is this character that's very free and open. And he doesn't seem to conform to society. And so he kind of pulls Edward Norton in and they start a fight club. Meatloaf is in it in an incredible great in it he's fantastic jared leto's in it which is great because he gets punched in the face a lot so for those that are okay with that then this is a fantastic movie for you um and then obviously the plot twists and turns and you come to learn that brad pitt actually isn't a real person after all but his portrayal of that character is phenomenal i mean it's just you know it it feels like brad pitt but it's also just this like you said, there's a layer underneath where it's like this character is one way, but then you discover all these different layers underneath that come about as you see the movie. And I think that's why his character was just so fantastic.
1: And it's interesting kind of like now you look at Fight Club and that had a lot of interesting things to say about toxic masculinity and hyper And that's a lot of stuff that we're dealing with you know, today in culture. And that's stuff that's dealt with both in Once Upon a Time and in Ad Astra, which is this, in the new space adventure with with Brad Pitt, where Brad Pitt plays a, kind of like this stoic, reserved astronaut, calm. You know, his, his his pulse rate never goes beyond under eighty, but he's like absolutely committed to his his work and and finding intelligent life in the stars. And he's tasked to go find like his missing father, who's been gone in space for, you know, long thought dead. But something happens and he needs to go find him. There's a lot of things about fathers and sons, about masculinity with that movie. It's kind of interesting kind of like to now see Fight Club is probably more relevant now than it was then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the other, I mean, it touches on a lot of other stuff too, like consumerism, you know, right. where he talks about...
1: Anarchy, yeah.
0: Yeah, anarchy, consumerism. Like he has that quote about before long, the things you own start to own you and stuff like that. So it's really digging into that. But, yeah, it just had so many fascinating, relevant, like, story, you know, topics that it delves into that still makes it feel like kind of a pretty modern movie almost ahead of its time, you know, for for the period in 99. Um, but, yeah, Fight Club really sticks out to me as kind of the peak of Brad Pitt, basically. So what other movie would you add as far as his best work?
1: The canon? Um, seven. Se- for sure. oh, seven, yeah. seven for sure. That's another early early one but it's like it's david fincher there's morgan freeman's in it it's it's a really 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 you know it's dark it's about cops trying to catch a serial killer who's killing people you know to the seven deadly sins and like the you know we talked about you know the turn on fight club man the the twist at the end of seven
0: what's in the box what's in the
1: box i mean dad is crazy I remember because because this was before this was before like Sixth Sense I think and I mean or, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was 90s were great for for all kinds of like you know pushing the boundaries crazy of crazy plot of twists of filmmaking like Pulp Fiction just kind of like just you know it it took the board game and just flipped it over um, but Seven was just right in there too just like it was surprising people it disturbed a bunch of people you know it was like a horror movie in the place of like like a cop procedural.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, part of the reason why seven was so jarring was because, you know, the fact that the the theme that the serial killer went with the seven deadly sins, but the way that he approached it was so just dark and sinister and gnarly. It was super gnarly. Like you had the guy that I think one of the sins was gluttony and he made a guy basically eat himself oh, to yeah. death, literally. Yeah. So just stuff like that was really bizarre. But then. But fun. <laughs> <laughs> just a romp, casual romp good old serial killer man
1: stars in the romp seven yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah just the way he, just his performance was fantastic and like you said and in an in a time period where a lot of those movies had like the really crazy plot twists like the usual suspects and you said six cents like seven really stood out as like that oh my god you know and I still remember that moment near the end of the movie and him screaming what's in the box. But then Morgan Freeman's face when he sees the box and you're just like, oh, my God, what the hell is happening Mm -hmm. that those seconds before you find out what happens is incredible. And, yeah, I mean, this was peak Brad Pitt, too, because he's got seven fight clubs coming up. I mean, this was an era of Brad Pitt where it was like he was pretty much at the top of his game for the most part. Not saying that he's fallen off at all, but this is really where we got to his ascent.
1: Well, I mean, it's, that's the that's the cool thing. And when you chart his career, you know, those are the things that made him a star that, like, got him on the radar of people that, that you know, that showed that, you know, along with DiCaprio and Clooney in many ways, he was the star that would, like, be around, who would be the kind of the guy you want to see and hang a movie on for a while. And now you have, you know, you have him in different roles. You don't have him in those those kind of, like, roles that he played as a, as a kid. But, like, you you mentioned Snatch. That was kind of, like, Snatch in California, which was, you know, that was earlier. But those kind of roles, you saw that he was more of a character actor in many ways. Than, than, he was still a Brad Pitt movie star, but it was, like, something a character actor would take. You know, some, like, fourth guy down the list who you can't understand at all. And he's almost unrecognizable a little bit as Brad Pitt. But it's Brad Pitt coming through that. And you look at, like, Inglorious Bastards, where, you know, again, he's, he's kind of the lead, but not really, because it's, like, it's an ensemble. But yet, I mean, he, he is just, like, popping off that screen in that movie, like, you know, as kind of the, the southern fried Nazi scalper. He takes these interesting, like, character roles, you know, kind of later in his career, but that really kind of let, let him shine through it's an interesting kind of amalgam of like the character actor and the movie star it's almost kind of like its own thing
0: if you look at the course of the movies that he's done it's like he had this early career where he was like heartthrob type and he did a river runs through it and he did meet joe black and there are some (laughs) he's had some stinkers guys it hasn't been all great not everybody's perfect um And then also, but also, too, he was in tabloids a lot because he was of his dating life. You know, he married Jennifer Aniston, I think, with Gwyneth Paltrow at one point. So all that going on, too. But then he took this crazy turn where he got he got into these roles that were super gritty. And you mentioned Snatch, where he's the boxer. You mentioned Fight Club. I still remember the scene where he's getting in the fight and he's all bloodied up and he's like laughing and he's just kind of maniacal almost. And then California. And he has all these other roles that are much darker, much grittier. And I think just brought out a side of Brad Pitt that everybody appreciated. And I think that, again, it went from, you know, he was this heartthrob and had this singular kind of fan base to once you saw him expand his his reach in terms of the roles he took, it was just like everybody really embraced
1: him. And then you have things like Moneyball, where he's almost like it's it's that Kevin Costner, like all American sports guy model that he can do, too and he I, he he got an oscar nomination for that too but that's it's like very in, in in contrast to a lot of the things we've talked about because it's 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 almost a quiet role it's a guy who's like trying to figure out how to make a you know a baseball team great in a different way than no one's ever thought of it. and but it's like you know he go when during games he goes and like works out you know he doesn't like sit there and watch it like in the stands he goes he he kind of doesn't want to see it he wants to go work out and keep himself busy doing other things. It's another interesting kind of thing in his repertoire that he's been able to do. Kind of the dad role.
0: Yeah. The other thing that he does really well too, I mean, you know, the character actor bit, the ability to blend in with like a bigger group, like Ocean's Eleven sticks out. And that I feel like is among his better roles too. He was among this cast of incredible actors, George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts. Damon. Damon. Yep. Matt Damon. And He still was able to stand out in his own way as Rusty, who's a member of this crew, and who I relate with a lot because he's eating all the time, and I feel like I'm eating all the time. The difference is he's Brad Pitt, and I just gained 30 pounds, so, (laughs) oh, well. yeah. Um, But no, the fact that he could still stand out amongst that crew of actors is, is again, a credit to his abilities as an actor.
1: Right. I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I feel like that's another... You know, action comedies weren't really a thing. There were, at times, you know, you had your bad boys. Comedy was, like, second to the action and to, like, kind of, like, the romance stuff between him and Angelina Jolie. You know, obviously, you know, they had chemistry for a while in real life, but you could see it really in that in that movie. They played off each other, like, almost. Just in like old-school kind of Hollywood couple, and then they take out guns and try to kill each other. It's a really interesting movie. It's It's, it's so much more than just kind of like a there's a lot of emotion kind of going on. There's a lot of, you know, the betrayal of like, Oh, she's trying to kill me. She's my wife. What the hell? And then, you know, on, on both sides, you know, that's another interesting th- thing for him to do is that's a very kind of like obvious movie star role, but he's able to do a lot with it. He's able to do a lot with the emotions, a lot with the kind of like the, the romantic stuff. So
0: thinking to, you know, cause, cause he's obviously been in the game a long time. Is there a younger actor out there that you feel like kind of has a Brad Pitt mold? Is Brad Pitt just kind of a one-of-a-kind kind of guy? Is there someone that is kind of a similar trajectory that you, know, you could I, point it's, to?
1: It's interesting because I interviewed him earlier this week, and I talked to him about the fact of, like, I asked him, I was like, is the movie star kind of dying? Because we have all these Instagram influencers and YouTube stars, and, you know, the what, what, what creates a so-called celebrity is a very, you know, that's a wide-ranging thing at this point. Anybody can become a celebrity if they have, like, you know, if they have the right content. And and I asked him if, you know, if, if him and Leo and George are kind of, like, the last of generations of movie stars. And he really, he he didn't know. He, he thinks they're always going to be something, like, you know, like that. It just might kind of be something different. But I feel like, it. Is, you know, they are kind of, like, the last of, a dying breed like your Cary Grants and Humphrey Bogarts and people that you would go to a movie you would go to a cinema to see them perform to do something and not like throw on your Netflix you know going out and actually having like a night to see a Brad Pitt movie i i don't know how much that's going to be in the future we talked about younger people and Timothy Chalamet came up if you're going to like look at like a younger guy and somebody who has that kind of movie star potential and like there's a lot going on there. It's not just, you know, one dimensional acting. I think it's probably him. But I think I don't think anyone compares to like, you know, those guys anymore.
0: I mean he's had an incredible run. Like we're talking like four decades worth of acting and producing now and things like that. Still on a roll. I mean he's still got
1: Yeah, he ain't going away. I mean he's fifty five. I mean he's still kind of in the prime. He's like he's getting into the prime of like character actors. Like your Morgan Freeman's of the world, your Samuel L. Jackson. You know, he's getting into that age where he can keep going for another thirty years and do that stuff.
0: Yeah. Be interesting to see where what he does down the road. Okay, listeners, it's your turn. What's your favorite Brad Pitt movie? What's your favorite Brad Pitt cameo? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina twenty three. I'm at Brian Truitt. And don't forget you can email us too. We're at mothershippod at USAToday.com. That'll wrap it up this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilots slash producers of The Mothership, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a rating or a review. It is great for us. We get some great feedback and it helps other people find the show. And you get a special shout out. So everybody wins. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So thanks for listening. Until next week, nerds out. Later.